Hey. 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 <laughs> Welcome back. How you doing? Good. Good. Sam, how you doing? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, Today on Album Monder. We are all in person. We're, we are all in person. Yeah. I can smell everybody. Mm. And it's pleasant. Yeah. They could have gone the other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for showering. I appreciate that. I haven't for weeks. I don't. I don't yeah. wash anymore. Uh, I gave you know. it up for Lent. Right. Is that, <laughs> I gave it is up. Is that for how COVID. Lent works? Can, I thought it. Would, I thought it had Speaking to be something Lent, you consume. I found some in my belly button. Did you? You probably don't have as much as I do because I have yeah. hair. You could start a fire with that. Yeah, we, we didn't start the fire with yeah. your belly button, Lent. Belly button. It's a terrible song by Billy Joel. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we are we're back and we're gonna we're gonna share some songs. Yeah, and I'm very excited. Here we go about this. So wh- the way I think it should go is that we're gonna go. Nobody can see what we're doing, but we're gonna go around here round and around here, <laughs> and we'll do one at a time. Yeah, and hilarity will ensue. Yeah, undoubtedly, yeah. unless you have a really sad story to tell. About well, what's yeah, going yeah, on. Not too bad. <laughs> um, our guest of honor, I'm going to have you start. And I'm going to make sure that I disable my passcode on here. So okay. that way it doesn't uh, shut off on you. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Hmm. How do I do that? I forget. Mm, passwords. I bet it's under passwords. Oh. Because as none of you have my face... You won't be able to unlock uh, <laughs> my I got phone. Close. I got close once. To having my face? I, That's true. I shaved you my I head. wonder <laughs> how hard it is to trick a phone. Yeah, that'd be a great YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Like, it gets... It's uh, strange. Like, I'll be looking, like, in another direction and trying to unlock my phone, but it's like I need to make eye contact with it. I don't know how, how it's that specific. And I don't mean to, you know, call back from our conversation that we just had on the other show. But, Please do. Uh, you know, Kevin Spacey, maybe that's what he needs to do. He just needs to, like, get a new face. <laughs> yeah. Face off. And then it wouldn't right hurt. Uh, that would A new face, a new name. Yeah. I'm not an expert. Weird. It's unfortunate that none of that stuff that came out about him happened after House of Cards was done. Just yeah. saying. Face off, too. Spacey gets a new face. Ooh. Space face. But in real life. <laughs> Space off, or uh, yeah, uh, face off the documentary, right? That's what it would be, Ooh, and it'll just follow him, and only two people will watch it. Yeah, it interviews the doctors. No, the procedure that we had to do was very just like mm-hmm. boring, and he, gets, and he gets Nick Cage's face. Yeah, I like that on a pillow. Yo, Betches, <gasps> <gasps> we need to watch the 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 amusement park one. Will, yes. Willie's uh, Wonderland. Yes. That's what it is. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. It's ridiculous. If it's... you, in fact, have all the time in the world, then I may make you watch I'm, that. Movie. I was quoting Wicker Man for those that don't Wicker know. Man was. <laughs> it was so <laughs> kind of shitty. Like, horror movie. Was, the, the scream, like the yelling part. It's just, I don't know why that sticks with me, and I don't know why it was bees! so. Bees! There's bees! <laughs> bees! <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure this out, but I don't know how to do it. I wish he was like in more movies. Okay. That were we're riffing. We're vamping. Theatrical. I don't know. He's yeah. always doing like straight to streaming movies, but he did the voice to one of the Croods, the dad and the Croods. That's um, right. I but, heard that. But he's not in an actual like 
theater release movie. Yeah. You know, he's been in a lot, but it's like, I just want to like, you know, I'm trying to think what the last thing I saw know? him was. In. Oh, the cursing, uh, the cursing documentary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was the last thing I saw him I'm in. like, dude. But movies. National Treasure 3, man. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. I think the last movie I saw him in was, um, you know, where he's the superhero dad. Yes. Flanders, where you kind of, and kick ass. Kick ass. Kick ass. That's the one. With Jim Carrey. There we go. <laughs> Re- recovery key. How does this? I don't. I don't know how any of this works. Just tell everyone your basket. Is there uh, any? I fixed it. I fixed. It. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Unless it opened because it saw my face. Oh, which is a possibility. All right, Mr. Barnes. I'm going to. I'm going to hand you this uh, cellular device, and I would like for you to wow us with. A song of your choice. If you want to be wild, you shouldn't have started with me. Um, Ooh, sounds like we're in for some uh, some doors. Sounds like we're in for some disappointment. Yeah, I mean, if you want me to be let down, play some doors for me. We got a dude at the bar that likes to sing songs by the doors. And I'm just like, stop it. Writer, that's his name. Maybe I shouldn't share so much information on a podcast, right. but then again, I'm like, mm, stop it, writer. <coughs> so, uh, okay, I'll start with this one because this is when you said this. This is the song that popped into my head. Okay, and you were like, uh, something that you know, I don't know, makes you think about a time in your life or a story. Or something, something that makes you go, hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, it's that song, you fucker. You blew it for me. Ah, <laughs> CNC Music Factory. Hmm. Things that make you go home. Here we go. <laughs> Spin it. So now we have to guess what it is as well. I dreaded sunny days, so I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and gates are on your side. I dread it's sunny days, so I meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and Yates are on your side. Wild, wild is on mine. So we go inside and we gravely read the stones. All those people, all those lives, where are they now? But with the loves and hates and passions just like mine, they were born and then they lived and then they died. So unfair, I want to cry You sir, throws the sun down salutation to the dawn And you claim these words as your own But I've read well and I've heard them said A hundred times, maybe less, maybe more If you must write prose and poems, the words you use should be around don't plagiarize or take on loan. There's always someone, someone. I don't know this song. Never, you know? Uh-huh. Never heard of it. Tell us about <clears throat> it. This is uh, The Smiths. The Smiths. Oh, the song okay. is called Cemetery Gates. It, uh, and it is from their 1986 album, The Queen is Dead, which is generally regarded uh, by music critics and the like as their best album. Damn. Now I can hear the Smiths in there because, and I'm not a huge Smiths fan. Mm-hmm. I know some of their stuff, but I can definitely hear How Soon Is Now. 
Uh, I can, I can, yeah, I can recognize that voice. Yeah, lead singer of the Smiths is uh, it's Morrissey. Morrissey, mm-hmm. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, more. It's funny because we were talking about people like Kevin Spacey and uh, Michael Jackson earlier, and uh, Morrissey is someone who um, I I really appreciate the music by the Smiths, but. Uh, if you Google him, you'll find some um, maybe not so flattering things. About I've him, heard, uh, yeah, as far as his belief and beliefs and things. But anyway, um, <clears throat> we're not talking about that. So unless you <laughs> want to, uh, but uh, yeah, no. So this song, um, I actually uh, kind of came late on listening to stuff that was a little more underground and maybe alternative. Yeah. Um, I listened to a lot of classic rock and like alternative rock from the nineties, but I didn't listen to a lot of new wavy kind of stuff um, or more underground uh, type music from um, like the eighties or seventies or any of that. And so Mm -hmm. um, around the mid two thousands or early two thousands, I, I, uh, I had some uh, roommates that I was living with and uh, they happened to be people I played music with and they were introducing me to some new things and I was getting into like Talking Heads and Velvet Underground and the Smiths was one of the bands that I really got into um, and really enjoyed. Morrissey sings all of these like I think kind of poppy and pretty melodies but they're like he's singing if you listen to the lyrical content he's singing about like all of this kind of like sad like stuff you know Mm -hmm. but it's all along with this like poppy kind of music yeah um cemetery gates is a song that i thought about because at this time um i was hanging out with a group of friends and at night we would we lived uh on uh duff avenue in ames for you know i mean everybody knows that street (laughs) but i just i just thought i would you know throw it out there not trying to insult anyone's intelligence by uh calling out the street uh but um there was a cemetery uh, a couple of blocks away and we used to take a bottle of wine and cigarettes. Uh, I've never been a smoker, but I would occasionally smoke when I drank socially, socially. Yeah. yeah. And so we, a few of us would go and we would walk over to the cemetery and we would walk through and share a bottle of wine and cigarettes. And we would, you know, look at all of the, uh, the headstones and be like, Oh, this person was born in like, you know, 1790 mm-hmm. and be like, this is amazing yeah. like history. Like think about wow. what this person did. And we would just walk through and we were trespassing of course. Um, but uh, you know, you can't do anything about it now. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so we would walk through and we would talk and it would be completely dark and we would just, uh, you know, just kind of enjoy um, like walking around at night in the dark that's and cool we weren't you know doing anything bad that's we weren't, you, you know, used to do that all the we time when you around. were younger we were just yeah. being like super chill and and just like walking around and having a good time so yeah damn yeah. That's, so that's awesome that's what it makes me think about but uh because of that song three authors uh poets are mentioned in it oscar wilde okay. um uh 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 yes i'm sorry um keats and yates uh are the other british uh, poets that are mentioned and so one of my friends <clears throat> Uh, for my birthday one year, gave me three books of poetry, all three uh, ah, of the authors. Um, and so I have those books at home. I don't read a lot of poetry, but nah. I've, I've read them a little bit. So Right on. That's that, solid. It, it's interesting that for the subject matter and the title of the song, it has a light feeling yeah. to the yeah. song. That's a lot of Smith songs. And I yeah. love, I absolutely love how kind of upbeat and poppy a lot of their songs are with like, a really great like acoustic 
kind of sound. How, yeah. how, uh, how soon is now is definitely one of the more right. slower kind of, you know, drudgery. It's uh, more intense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A little bit, but, but they have a lot of kind of fun, upbeat, more poppy stuff like that. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty solid. But, yeah. um, yeah. but I, I do like Morrissey's voice. He's, he really is great at stretching out these like long phrases and, and then singing like the same words, but in completely different ways. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that I think he does really well. Singing these different phrases like, uh, well, it's uh, so it's great. I, I, I feel like I should know about more about Morrissey, but is he thought to be a, a pretty deep guy? If he obviously has a knowledge of all of these poets and yeah, very, very well read, you know, okay. like he, he was kind of a, a loner. I've read about him a little bit and uh, yeah, kind of a loner, I think as a kid and really didn't have a lot of friends and kind of just it, it lived his life through books. You know, mm. he was just one of those people that just like, you know, he would just devour like anything he could get his hands on. He grew up in, I see in uh, England and, um, uh, I don't know. I think most English people are just well read anyway, because I yeah. think they yeah. get taught a bunch of great literature that came from their country. But anyway, uh, yeah. So he just read, uh, you know, anything that came his way, and uh, yeah, super like well read dude, and I think was great at writing lyrics, and yeah, pretty smart, pretty smart guy. But sweet, he, he's a smart guy, but he also I don't know. He's kind of like right wing with his politics. All right. so. But we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Fair. There you go. About it. Yeah. All right. So my turn. I'm going to play a song for you. And much like before, but I, I didn't know it was the Smiths, so I didn't uh, shout it out. If you happen to know who it is, uh, lay it on me. Here we go. Kiss to Detroit Rocks. Nah, it's oh, okay. no. <laughs> Nice try. Duh. Nice try. Manic Monday by the Bengals. Bingo. So this is When the Lights Go Out. Big Audio Dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) My Big Audio Dynamite. Okay. Oingo Boingo. Okay. Uh, I knew it was 80s. Yes. (laughs) Very 80s. And I know that some of the the other songs that I could have played by them, it would have been very much Danny Elfman's voice right off the bat. But I like how this one kind of 
eased into it. So maybe, but you could definitely tell what decade it was from. Yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying Oingo Boingo for. I basically just dove into them within the last year, cool. and I think maybe I sent you a message at some point, just being like, "Hey, I'm really digging this, yeah. and if you want to check it out, check it out." And then, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to her. I believe Don, our, our, we have a mutual friend, Don, that hit me up and like, so I've been listening to Oingo Boingo and, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, right? And it's just been fun to dive, really to dive funny. into it. And that's one of the songs that I, that I've really enjoyed listening to. Nice. Um, I, th- everybody obviously knows weird science yeah. and you know, uh, Danny Elfman as, as the voice of Jack, the skeleton King. Yeah. In uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, I it's just been fun a little bit. I know it's not a part of this, but we in our other thing we have a segment called Podcast Talking Podcast, and uh, I really enjoyed him. I think it was on Mark Maron. I think yeah, and yeah. I, it was a recently gr- yeah a yeah. great dive into into hearing about about him and what he thought about you know like being in Oingo Boingo and. And the, did you listen to it? I haven't. Okay. Well, he talks about basically he would get involved with something and then like after about two years, like want to move on to the next thing. And that was one of the hardest things about being in Oingo Boingo is yeah. because people want to hear your same shit over and over and and you're kind of expected to be a certain kind of band. And, and he just kind of wanted to move on. From something as soon as it started. Also yeah, found that's out. That's kind of how I was with women until I met Kate. So. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Keep moving that's on. fair. Uh, <laughs> and then he, I didn't know this, but apparently he start. He was the one that wrote the theme for The Simpsons. Oh, oh yeah. And that's he was like, yeah, that's basically paid my such and such for ever <laughs> ever since then. Wow. <laughs> well, and he, I mean, he's also scored like. So many, like every yeah. movie, yeah. Ever, right? I mean, yeah. uh, Eighty nine Batman. Yep. I yeah, I love that soundtrack. Right, right. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Elfman, yeah, they they've talked about a bunch of the movies that he's yeah. that he's done, and it's just the dude is like crazy talented. Yeah, I think it was the I I think I told you this that it was the, and I know that this isn't all about Oingo Boingo, but when I think about Oingo Boingo, I basically just think about him. Uh, but it was him and one other dude. And he said that uh, this isn't what I was going to say, but I just remembered it. He said that him and the other dude whose name I don't know off the top of my head, a lot of times they would kind of butt heads in the way that they wanted to make their music. And he was like, I think that if you listen to the music, you can hear that sometimes we're trying to go one way and sometimes go another way. And, I think that the the darkness in the music that you hear in in some of the the Boingo songs comes from him, yeah. and that's very much where I don't know where his mind is at. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Tell me, Joe. All right. Damn it! I forget. <laughs> I forget what I was gonna say. I was gonna say something else. Uh, what was I talking about? <clears throat> um, let's see. Boingo. We're talking about Batman, yeah. Boingo, Elfman movies. Oh yes, uh, yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> he was on a flight and and had the idea for the theme to Batman mm. for eighty nine. Bat- the like the phenomenal fucking theme that we all know now. And he said he kept going to the bathroom 
to uh, I think he was recording it on a on a little mini tape recorder and like just sounding it out while mm. he was in the bathroom. But he said he kept making so many trips to the bathroom that like people were getting suspicious <laughs> that he was <laughs> exactly and then he was like yeah but this is the the <clears throat> flight attendants had to be thinking uh well you can only do so much coke as, <laughs> as a person like, yeah <laughs> but yeah that's he kind of told talked about that on that uh podcast but anyway i've really been enjoying listening to uh oingo boingo and they have you know there's some lyrics and uh titles of songs that like don't hold up so well y- you know time gets yeah. the best of them and it was interesting to hear him talk about how like there's one song in particular I, I forget the name of it but he talks about like being in love with this younger girl but he he said that he he writes the songs almost in character and so he's writing them on behalf of this other person that he's thinking about. And it's rare that he writes a song from his perspective. However, he now and the reason that he was on the podcast, apparently he put out a new album that's just him. Mm. And and it's very much a product of the time and a product of post Trump and or maybe even dealing with processing Trump and and just having nothing to do during the pandemic. And he put that out. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I really want mm. to. Cool. Uh, but if you like Weird Science and you like the other one that you just heard, if you played Guitar Hero 80s, you would have heard Only a Lad. Uh-huh. That was a song that was on there. But uh, I really dig Oingo Boingo. So I wanted to share that with Heck you. Yeah. Cool. And now it's Joe's turn oh boy. All right. to pick a song. All my shit's obvious. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Here we go. All There's right. nothing wrong with being obvious. Uh, see oh, here. Hit pause down at the bottom. Pause. Uh-oh. All right. This one was a hard one between two songs, but I picked this one. Okay. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> Everyone knows this one. Yeah. <laughs> I lived the hell out of this song. We've come along. I have to celebrate you, baby. I have to praise you Tell us about it, Joe. Well, you know, I don't really know a whole lot of Fat Boy Slim, but I know they're not really around anymore. But yeah. it was between that one and uh, and uh, hold on, 
Is this open? For you? And that that one was called Praise You, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you are. Uh, Fat Boy Slim. Yeah. There you go. And then it was uh, the other one I was very, very close to doing was, uh, uh, what was it? Rockefeller? No. Uh, was it? Uh, right about now. Oh. Yeah. Now. Just like, ah, the, it was hard, but I picked the first one because it reminded me of the pool, and it was a pool song. Oh, yeah. And it was a time when MTV was huge, and it was a different sound. You hear the record scratch. Yeah. And then you hear the piano, and it was just like really fun. Um, and I, I just remember them being on like MTV, and this is about the time when Cher had her kind of auto tune come out. Oh, yeah. You know, Do you believe? You know? And it was just like a cool time. Uh, I really don't know a whole lot about the band, but uh, it's, you know they're just not around. Not you yeah. know. It's just I, I don't even know who they are. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever seen it's one the, guy. Right? Is it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Right. one guy. Yeah. Like just a DJ guy that you know basically Did took it? records and I didn't know, know that slammed together. Just, yeah, basically. Yeah. Just made so music and well, at it. least yeah. he didn't have to share the profits. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, it just kind of shit ton of money. I know. Yeah. He's. Am I thinking of him or someone else? Didn't he like? Maybe he didn't. I was thinking maybe he scored a movie or something, but maybe mm. no. No, I, I might be wrong about that. Mm. But anyway, those songs were everywhere, though. Yeah, they were everywhere. You know, I, and I, I, while I'm listening to it, I was realizing I've never heard this on headphones. Yeah, like yeah. this. So I was hearing stuff that I had never no, heard right? before because it was just always on the radio, like in yeah. your car while you're driving or something. It's yeah. a whole other experience. Hearing that song with yeah, these headphones, I, I was on. like miming the bassline. I know well, that's kind of good bassline. I've never really heard that before. <laughs> I know it's great. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just like it was always on at the pool. Yeah, when I was like growing up in like middle school. And, I was gonna uh, say, yeah, that'd yeah. be your middle school days, that'd be right? My middle school days, and then uh, yeah, it just reminded me of all the blast from the past of like uh, MTV Music Video Awards. Uh, you know, like 1999, and Jim yeah. Jackson came out, and just, just like so. That's just a it's a key to the past, but and it's, it's such a like it's a toe tapper a little bit. Was Fatboy Slim the first one to have that kind of sound, like just out of the gate, and then other people kind of tried to follow suit, like you know, like Moby and yeah, and some of the some of the other ones. Moby's the other guy, kind of like related it to you yeah, know? but yeah, it's just it was like a good mix of just like. Who would have thought to throw a record scratch in there? Mm-hmm. You could have just started with piano, but everyone just kind of, you hear the, bum, bum, it's been, you know, and yeah. it's just like the vocals were great. Yeah, know? man. But yeah, so that just brings me back to the pool, brings me back to- That was to, a good one. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh. I, you, I, you said it was obvious, but yeah. I, it surprised me. I didn't oh. know where you were going oh, with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Here, let's- uh, Let me get my our, phone. What's that? Let me get my phone quick. Do I'll that. Be back. Yeah. Do that. BRB. Well, I, then it's a perfect time for a break. I'm on my way, I'm making it. Go ahead. There we go. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Set. All right. This is round two. Where I'm hand, handing the uh, the unit off to Barnes. G unit. G unit. Is that from a thing? Maybe. Just it's from G unit, I G-Unit. suppose. Yeah. 
Uh, right about now, Shh, the funk soul brother. Check it out about, now. Uh, that makes me think about um, oh, you know the movie uh, uh, um, she's all that. Oh that yeah, big dance. yeah, that yeah, big yeah. Dance break, you know. Uh, okay, here's my uh, second choice. Yeah, that's pretty smooth. I have no idea who did it or what the song is. Yeah. You guys are snapping me. Um, so that is a song called Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. Uh, by the Pixies. The Pixies. Sweet. Uh, and it's from their album from 2020 called um, Beneath the Eerie. Oh. Mm. So um, they did a podcast. Um, it came out in September of 2019. And uh, the album did. And they had done a podcast leading up to the release of the album called okay. It's a Pixies Podcast. And they talked about, um, it was like maybe 10 episodes, and they talked about, you know, moving into this studio, which was like basically a renovated church and mm-hmm. had this like great, um, you know, like a, a great sound in it and um, great acoustics and, and whatnot. And um, they talked about, you know, setting up there. And some of the band members actually lived there while they were recording the album. Oh, wow. And they were there for like six weeks or something. And uh, so it was very much like camp. And they were all kind of like living under, under this roof and um, talking about just the making of the record. And it just went day by day talking about, you know, some of the struggles they had. And what the producer was there. And he was like, you know, walking them through it and, like, you know, I need a little more of this, a little more of that, and uh, telling all these stories about the history of the band. And um, it got me so jazzed for this album. So then when it came out, I just, I was like so excited to like go and actually buy like a physical copy of an album. Yeah. You know? nice. Which I don't do very often. That was yeah. 2020. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, because which, which I don't do that often. But. I was under the impression <laughs> that they were done, though. Well, uh, they were for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but they made a comeback. Yeah. Um, 
in the early 2000s. And oh, and it's been steady yeah, since Yeah, they've been working really hard ever since then. They've played okay. a lot of shows, well, up until the pandemic, but they were wow. touring like nonstop, like wow. constantly. Um, Have you seen them? Yes, I did get to see them um, back in 2011. Okay. I saw them at Roy Wilkins Auditorium in St. Paul. All right. Um, yeah, it was an amazing show. They they were celebrating their album, Doolittle, which is my favorite Pixies album, and they played ah, it front to back. That's awesome. And then came back out and played like a handful of other great tracks like Where Is My Mind that people wow. know. And then they did this song called End of the White, and they pumped all of this smoke onto the stage, and you could not see them. And it was just like <laughs> the entire stage was covered with white so smoke. technically. You could hear music, but like you couldn't hear anything, wow. and it was all this white like That'd stuff. Be crazy. It yeah. was an amazing visual to watch. Uh, wow. To watch it. But um, yeah, so they came out with this album, and I really love a few of the songs, and that was one of my favorites. And actually, my favorite part of the song is at the end, um, there's this really, I think, kind of beautiful, subtle guitar um, solo that when you have good headphones on, and I'm not like a headphone snob, but when you have headphones on, you can just totally immerse yourself in the sound of um, this like awesome guitar solo, that outro that they kind of have at the end for like the last 20 seconds. Sweet. Um, and uh, yeah, just a, just a song that really jumped out to me. So I really, really dug it. But you sh- if you like the Pixies, or if you've never heard of them, you should check out their podcast. It's good. Yeah. I do like them, but they're one of those bands that I haven't dove into. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching. There was a documentary yeah. a handful of years ago. Yeah. And I enjoyed watching that. Yeah. And I, who was it that, who was it that was in the Pixies? Uh, well, probably the best known member is uh, Frank Black or Black Francis, as he was known okay. during the heyday of the band. Um uh, yeah, but he kind of went as Frank Black during his uh, solo career. But then they also have Kim Deal, who uh, formed with her twin sister the band The Breeders, and Breeders, they did Cannonball. Right. Um, Cannonball got pretty big yeah, for a, a branch-off band or yeah. whatever you call them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, do you know that song, Joe? I don't think Cannonball? I do. Cannonball? No. I'll play. We don't have to play the whole thing, but I'll play the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pixies. Um, they're, they were kind of influential with their dynamic sound as far as like, you know, quiet, loud, quiet, loud kind yeah. of like song structure. And uh, I know Nirvana was really influenced it by, sounded, um, by them. Sounded kind of like uh, borderline. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I would call it, but like stoner rock. Yeah, it totally and, is. This and, album is definitely more mellow than like previous stuff. Uh, yeah. this is Cannonball. <laughs> You'll you'll get there. I know that. I feel like that was in a different song. I didn't know. No, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Okay, now. I'm like, okay, now I know. I'm like, now I want to go skateboarding. It's had a great video too. Yeah. Yes. This was, yeah, this got played on 105.1 like all the time. That's right, that's right. I guess it was 107.1 back then, wasn't it? There she is. Yes. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I like it. 
Uh, thank you. So was that uh-huh. your song? <laughs> that, was, that was my well, song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear the Pixies, I just I, I always think about that. I know. Song. I love that song. Though. It's just one of those association things. Uh, that was really cool. Thanks for. I, it's what. Like I said, I would love to dive in. I just need to take the time to do it. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's rare that I do it, but like I did that well. Um, that's what happened with the next artist that I'm going to play a track from as soon as I find it. Uh, Here we... No, that's not ah. it. It's not. <laughs> um, so this is an artist that I, I knew of and just one day decided, all right. I'm going to dive in Woo. and start going through al- it started with the greatest hits and then started going through albums and I think it's an artist that most people wouldn't expect me to listen to and it's kind of a weird thing to say but it's just different mm-hmm. and um it is it is not fat boy slim here we go all right I thought that was the intro yeah <laughs> Even if I am in love with you, all this to say would speak to you. Observe the blood, the rose tattoo of the fingerprint on me from you. Other evidence has shown that you and I are still alone. We skirt around the danger zone and don't talk about it. Please leave alone. No. Nope. man who watches from the walk and mocking smiles. What's that, Fred? Nope. Ah. Ingrid Michaelson, isn't it? Nope. The only soldier now is me. I'm fighting things I cannot see. I think it's called my destiny that I am changing. Marlena on the wall. It's Liz Fair. (laughs) (laughs) PJ Harvey. (laughs) I don't know. I mean. No, you're wrong. What were the other guesses you had while it was faded I, up? I had Lisa Loeb. Lisa like, Loeb, so close. Kind of close. What would so. you have, Sam? Uh, I said Ingrid Michaelson. Not Ingrid Michaelson. This is Suzanne Vega. Oh, of course. Uh, and of course. she is a great singer-songwriter. And I dove into Retrospective, which was a Greatest Hits album that she had a while back. And I just couldn't find any songs I didn't like. And she's kind of changed her style and sound a little bit here and there and then she ended up coming out with an album called beauty and crime that was uh, very new york centered and i really got into that and uh, i've got a lot of stories about about her but um just like a really good artist to look into if you uh, i don't know if you like that kind of sound yeah i guess it's good uh but it's pretty chill so she had back in the day the song Luca, that would have been on the radio. Sam remembers, uh-huh. uh, would have been on the radio back in the in the eighties, and then Tom's Diner. Because yeah, Tom's Diner is a Seinfeld reference. Tom's Diner is a Seinfeld. It was Tom's restaurant, uh, but they boo. couldn't. But they couldn't show Tom's yeah. on screen restaurant. because apparently that's too much. It just says restaurant. <laughs> it's so weird. We have yet to go to, but yeah, <laughs> like like you couldn't find where it was. Uh, anyway. I've had the chance to see Suzanne Vega live several times now, but it's kind of funny. 
like I'm past the point where it's embarrassing and now it's just funny. Whenever I go to one of her shows and she does like a little meet and greet thing, somehow I embarrass myself <laughs> when I'm meeting her. And so the first time was I saw her at the, uh, well, this, I think both of the times that I would bring up were at the Dakota up yeah. in Minneapolis. So the first time I went, and I think Paul was with me for this one. We we saw the show. It was great. She did like a meet and greet after, and you could buy like a, some of her albums, get it signed. I think at this particular one, I got Beauty and Crime, and I got it, got it autographed. And um, all I had was a $100 bill because, mm -hmm. you know, that's how I'd be rolling. And so I get up there, and... They didn't have like I'm talking to her and I buy the thing. She signs it and I and then I pay and I hand them a hundred dollar bill. They didn't have enough change. Yeah, for it. So you overpaid. So, no, I should have. I should have just been like keep it. The, yeah. But instead, I just stood there and it was just like this awkward. Like we had already said the things we were gonna say and I said thank you and then. We just had to wait for my change to come from somewhere. Oh, man. It's like, I'm <laughs> going to go to my car. And, I mean, like, you know me and the way that my mind works. It just like stuck with me for a while. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, why <laughs> didn't I? What, what am I thinking bringing a $100 bill like to this table where you're essentially buying merch? And I was one of the first people in line because I was just being overzealous about everything and just su super excited. And I just felt like an asshole, like afterwards. And I, and I, it, you know, it sticks with you yeah. when that's somebody that you really like, care about. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, so fast forward years later, this was election night, the night that Donald Trump that's got right. elected. Ugh. And so I was back up in Minnesota at the Dakota again, but Kara went with me because she had started listening to her music and was really getting into it. And a great show. She played that song. She played Tom Sanger, played everything. It's so many good songs. And so earlier in the day, she was at um, Electric Fetus. Ooh. And so she did a little mini concert oh, there man. and got to see her. And so we we met her there. And it was a very brief thing, but she signed uh, the new album. She uh, She did songs for a show that was on Broadway and worked with I'm going to get it I'm I'm going to screw it up but uh but anyway it was it was a new album that she was promoting and so she signed that one for me and it was really cool and then Kara wrote her a letter and it was really cute and um sometime earlier uh, like maybe a year or two whatever she had put out a thing that said she wants you to lip sync to her new song, I Never Wear White, and there's a chance that you could end up in a music video of hers. And so Kara wanted to do it, so I let her run around the yard with a GoPro, singing along to the song, and she got in the music video. Yes! And, and you know, we were, of, of course, really excited about it, but some time had passed and whatever. And so after we do the meet and greet there... Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't say anything about that. And so we go to the Dakota, watch the show. I've actually got a little bit of uh, photos and video from the show, and it turned out great. I'm not sure I was supposed to do it, but I had a fancy camera, so it looked like I belonged. I meet her afterwards, and I'm like, okay, I this has to go better <laughs> than the last time. <laughs> and I, I was probably overthinking it, 
And so we go up through the through the line. I buy a box set of uh, CDs and it was a neat little collection that she had put together. And then she signed it for me. And Kara went through and she said something that I went through. And I'm like, oh, and by the way, Kara was um, she actually ended up in that music video that that you put out for I Never Wear White. And she looks at me and she says, yeah, I know. She wrote it in the letter. And I'm like, whoa. Shit. It's like, ah. <laughs> so, so she's assuming that I like also read the letter, yeah. but I didn't read it. So then I'm like, all right, well, I just told you something that clearly, you know, I'm just going to go fuck off now. But, that, but that's pretty so, cool, though. It's just it like, was oh, yeah. really cool, but it was like the tone in which she said I it. Know. Like, she wasn't mean about it yeah. by any means. I just read into it way too much. And I'm like. Fuck! Like, <laughs> like again. You tried to redeem. And like, <laughs> I know, and it went. It totally went sideways. <laughs> and so, after the fact, you know, I'm I'm living with this for a while, and and I come home and and uh, and I go through the photos and video, and I didn't put the video anywhere because I didn't want to be weird about that. I recorded something while I was there, but I took some of the pictures and I sent them to her over Facebook. And she did get back to me. She wrote to me on Facebook and said how great she thought that the pictures looked. And she thanked me for them. Wow. And so I let out like this audible sigh of Uh. relief (laughs) that I was able. Like, I don't even I don't ever want to talk to her again. Like, just leave it be. Leave it. You're lucky you didn't. Yeah. You son of a bitch. (laughs) She she probably didn't even associate me, you know, on Facebook with that. But I was like. She go. was she was happy with what I sent to her. And I'm like, all right, I can just leave it alone. <laughs> like, I never have to meet her again. And that's how it ended. It was Damn, great. She sent me a very nice uh, thing on on Facebook. And I think she maybe even used an emoji. So Ooh, that's how you saying, know. I, that's I, how you know. I earned it. That's anyway. funny. Oh, my God. I've forgotten <laughs> that. Good. <happened>. Uh, <laughs> it, it was oh. it was fun because at the at the show. Uh, you know, it's, of course, election night. So in between acts, you're like checking your phone to see yeah. you're like, obviously, Donald Trump's going to lose this. But I, I need to check in anyway. <laughs> like, and and she said during the show, you know, she's like, of course, everybody had other things they could be doing tonight. So I appreciate you oh, all coming. Oh, my out. God. Anyway, I remember that night I told you, I'm like, dude, I hope it's a good content. Um, if things go south. You keep heading north. That's all right. right. You like, did say that. Just keep going to Canada. You'll be okay. <laughs> that uh, did happen. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, I love Suzanne Vega. And yeah. Her music's great. And uh, if you dig it, check it out. All right. Um, another one, obvious. Um, and again, I don't really know the band, but, you know, I got a story with it. Here we go.
I know this, right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that one. They yelled it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was Spirit in the Sky. I don't even know the band. It's Spirit in the Sky. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got a little bit more of a connection to it. Yeah. Uh, what's it say? Who is the band? Norman Greenbaum. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else he does, but... This doesn't is, matter. Yeah, I think right. he's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I believe. So like, in, but talk about a hit, right? Yeah, Good God, it, you know, and it's like it's it's cool because like <clears throat> this is connected to my grandpa, my dad's dad. Yeah, and he, oh my God, he listened to country western all the time, like like that. He was a trucker, you know. He had ah. eight, eight tracks back in the day. He had his own shit. He didn't have satellite radio, you know, and and he was driving around. With my grandma, and my grandma was into Elvis and into, you know, all my exes live in town. Oh, no. You know, I'm just like, (laughs) So they were not very much into pop and rock and all that jazz. Uh, But uh, uh, the story goes that my my grandpa was driving around with my grandma and heard this song on the radio. And he's like, I want that played at my funeral. And, you know, fast forward, I was, you know, 10 years old when he died in 2000. So yeah. he was my first funeral, and I had no idea what this song was. And I remember asking my aunt, and I'm like, "What's this?" And Grandpa said he wanted a song. Oh yeah, yeah. And they kind of half-ass sang it, you know. I'm like, okay. And then we had to go to a record store in uh, Merle Hay Mall, and you know, like my dad was trying to like find the actual CD. I'm like, it's by this mm, guy or whatever. Yeah. Like, but I remember the the uh, the album had like a picture of Big Bird on it, and it's like, okay, this is uh, wow. yeah. yeah. It's just like. I remember stupid details like that, but uh, that was the song, and he didn't have it played at his funeral, but he had it played at his visitation, mm-hmm. and it was all day, at least in a ten-year-old's mind, it was like morning till goddamn knows, you know, who just knows? like on repeat. Oh, just kept playing. It was on repeat, so <laughs> he was buried at oh, Merle, Merle Hay Gardens. That's a uh... and uh, it's a it's a nice mausoleum, yeah. everything like that, and uh, so they have a balcony up there, and that's where all the all the uh, uh, equipment was, yeah. and so that guy, I remember following the guy around that was in charge of it. And he's like, yep, and we'll keep it about like eh, 20, 20, you know, about the volume level. And then just left it on repeat. So mm-hmm. this is in everybody's heads in in my family and my aunts, uncles. And like, it, it's just, you know, we honored what he wanted, but in a way, none of us can listen to it anymore. Mm-hmm. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, you get to fucking play that song, you know. And, uh, and then uh, fast forward to, you know, I'm like maybe... 20, I don't know, 26, 20, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And we had some, uh, I was married or I was dating at the time, my 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 wife, my ex-wife. Um, and we had some friends that um, wound up like, uh, what was it? We had some friends where their sibling passed away in a car accident and they were going to go buy a car. So they went to road trip to out of state, bought a car. They came back on the way, car accident, you know, horrible. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the weird part was grandma passed away in 06 and that's the last time I was ever in that building. So from 06 to about 2016, 17, so about 10 years, I haven't actually been in that building Mm. and we're like, well, we got to go to this visitation for our friends, you know, we got to go, you know, and pay our respect, whatever. And we go to the building. I open up the door and that's the first song playing 
in the same building that my grandpa like had his service in. And oh, it's wow. just like, what the fuck? That's crazy. That weird. Yeah. So that's the connection to that song that I have. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what? That's like a classic, just seventies like, yeah. jam, you know? It is. Yeah. And like the, Such you know, the twangy. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Yeah. yeah. The I'm instrumentation like, for that yeah. is just alone without even getting to the lyrical stuff is, yeah, yeah. it's like, is classic. So, and I, yeah. I know it's in Wayne's World too when they're getting ready, yeah. you know, for like yeah. uh the big concert they're the doing. The big concert. Yeah. So this song's playing in the background when Farley's getting like tennis balls thrown at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so sometimes I'll, I'll catch it here and there and then I'll associate it with whatever, you know. That was, but, yeah, uh, that was a good pick, man. But yeah, man. that's that's my pick and that's well, uh, that's, that's the an story. amazing story. Yeah, yeah. that's a great like, story. Wow, yeah. you know. So Sweet. there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Are you ready, Barnes? Here we go. Oh, yeah. It is my turn. This is the uh this is the last one for everybody. I don't even know what my Yeah, last this one is this is everybody's last one. So, let me And I think my phone's going to make it through oh, the end yeah. of this. I'm excited. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I think we're at 11%. Ooh, it goes 11 to 11. 11. Make yeah. a wish. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Uh, I'm born ready. excited you played that boom that's awesome i didn't it didn't like uh, i love them so much but i i didn't even cross my mind to play them that's so cool <laughs> do you know who that is joe I know. it's a rock set rock set of mm, course mm, of course mm. yes yeah because so, yeah. it had the tones of like b52s a little bit yeah, I could see like that the in there. High, yeah. high voice and yeah. yeah. What you gonna it's good. Your mother? All that, yeah, all that synthy stuff. It was that wasn't really like a huge hit. It was kind of more of a minor hit. Yeah, you know, I mean, it got dwarfed by uh, the look and listen to your heart and uh, dangerous were bigger hits on that album. But yeah, uh, you know, and then they had the song from uh, the Pretty Woman soundtrack. Um, must have been, must have been love. Yes. Those were all huge songs. Dress for Success was kind of a more minor one, but but it made it on. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Their greatest hits. Yes, yes. So. Uh, it's always been one of my favorites. Eighty songs, and the reason I chose it, besides just liking Roxette, uh, and and hearing that song on the radio a lot, is that um, <laughs> whenever I would have a job interview come up. <laughs> I would imagine myself like 
I would play it whenever yeah. I had like a job interview. Like the day I was going to the interview, I'd play the song. And I would imagine myself in some sort of like 80s montage video, like getting ready. And I'm yeah. like shaving go. and getting yeah. my hair ready. And I'm like eating breakfast and shit, you know. I love it. And then it. I'm like putting clothes on and being like, nah, that doesn't work. And then, you know, like putting on other stuff. So whenever I think about that song, I always think about, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting ready for my, you know, successful job interview yeah. that I'm hoping yes. to have. So any, to any day I ever had a job interview, I always played that song. Such oh a my good God. song. Just get you in the right headspace. Yeah, so. basically. Their yeah. songs are like for the most part just so positive. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah, it puts a positive <clears throat> spin on everything. Like, it must have been love, but it's over now. Yeah. <laughs> That was the past. Let's party. It's fine. Let's party. Oh, I love them so much. And I met them. Yes. And yeah. met Roxette. Yeah, you yes, did. You did. That uh that was crazy. That's when you had the parted hair down the middle. I did. I looked like yeah. a backstreet boy. You did. <laughs> I remember that photo. <laughs> oh my god. That was my backstreet yeah. boy look. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that would have been uh young Nick Carter. Right? Yeah, there that's you what go. I that's what go. I looked like. No, I was at I, I had just gotten the job at Sweet 98 in Omaha, which is a very top 40 pop station, but they would handle all of these other concerts and and events that would go on. And so they had booked, prior to me even having the job, they had booked Roxette to go to this little, like, I don't even know what you would compare it to. Uh, it, it's almost like if... Um, it's kind of like a bar, but it but it has a stage and um, some seating in front of it. So there was a stage seating and then kind of different levels with tables uh, up above. And it was it was just this event that they had booked Roxette for 50 or I think it was 25 people won a ticket and then they could bring another person. And yeah, they they put it out in the meeting. Anybody want to work this? And my hand shoots up and and I I get to go there and you know you have rules that you're supposed to play by working for the station I'm pretty sure I broke them <laughs> I, I was just such a huge I mean especially fresh out of high school so this would have been like late 2000 early 2001 I'm not sure and I was obsessed with them yeah. like I loved their music and yeah. so I had the don't bore us get to the chorus CD with me and then I I ran out grabbed that once I found out that there was an opportunity to meet them I grab that CD and then I get into to a line and yeah they signed the fuck this is you're gonna love this I think I know they, this. yeah they signed the the CD mm. itself which I still have and then the jacket to yeah. the CD and uh, funny story, one day I went to get coffee for Joe and I in Ames, and then I brought them back in my in the old van that we had. And I went to I was like a block away. I texted Joe and I said, hey, I've got your I got your coffee here. Get your ass outside. Come get it from yeah. me. And uh, I went to grab it and it spilled on the floor and it soaked the CD cover because I happened to have it in the van yeah. and it was just coffee so uh, that that was actually and, a that was a a actual uh phone you called me you you actually called me yeah You're like hey yeah, dude, phone call uh yeah i got uh some coffee but 
ah, ah, no, ah. Son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so that's just the, like what I, I I've had. I've taken care of this thing for <laughs> fucking years. And then oh, I just like, sucks. I, you know, decided to take it with me, yeah. like in the van just to listen to it and just <laughs> coffee everywhere. I'm like, I would it be was like, so uh, bad. And anyway, I still have the CD somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I got a picture of me with them back in the, uh, like in the whatever you call it, green room or whatever. Yeah, uh, they had uh, acts that had been there in the past that had written all over the wall, and and I have so many good memories of that day. I'm glad that I still have the the CD, but I went to go see if I could rebuy the case, and apparently it was like a very brief uh, release that uh, they had it with that actual cover oh. that that I had, and so I'm like, eh, at least I've got the CD. Like yeah. fine, so. Okay. But anyway, this wasn't even my pick. But still, <laughs> okay. uh, that's okay. That's what, that's what sparks the story. It was, it was um, great. And, and, and so, Per Gessel. Yeah. And what was Marie's last Marie name? Marie Fredrickson. Marie, yeah. Marie. Um, and she passed away last year uh, or two years maybe ago? Maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. So that was a pretty big loss for yeah. the. She was just such a good singer. Oh, man. Yeah, she could, she wow. could really belt. She was so good. Yeah, I think Roxette is... I mean, that's one of their probably like most dated songs. Mm-hmm. And when they play it live, they don't play it with the synthesizers. They uh. play it with because it's so a synthy, right? Yeah. Like it's just synths. But when they play it live, they play it with guitar playing the synthesizer parts. So mm-hmm. so it rocks out a little more. But um yeah. Uh I think they're kind of I don't know. To me, they're underrated. I think I don't feel like I really hear about them that much yeah. anymore. But they had several really big hits. Yeah. In that late 80s, early 90s era, you yeah. know, um, and so. And they've yeah. had other groups uh, cover their songs yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were super talented. It was just the two of them. They were just a duo, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, love Roxette. Always, uh, always like them. And I got the first, how I got into them really was I heard them on MTV and then my sister got them, got me their CD uh, look sharp for Christmas one year, and then I was like totally yeah, like, smitten. Just I loved yeah, loved that group, and uh, I love in this song in particular. Just at some point in the middle of it, it goes to instruments, and they're like, "Look sharp!" <laughs> <laughs> I always thought they said, "Let's shop." Oh, Let's funny! Shop. That's what I thought they said. <laughs> Let's shop. Okay. Let's shop. Why but, not? Because dressed for success. Yeah, right? yeah that's Let's, true. Let's go shop. Okay. Oh my god, that makes sense. That makes uh, misheard lyrics. <clears throat> One of my favorite memories of that show that they did is that there was a little space up in front of the stage, and they played. It must have been love, and a bunch of people like simultaneously got up to go and slow dance in front of the stage oh, because cool. it was such a laid back show and i was watching marie look over at at uh is it pear is that how you pronounce his name i think i think it's pear yeah Yeah, she looked over at pear and just they were surprised like something they hadn't seen before and it put a smile on her face that the people came up and were slow dancing in front of the stage and just a a very different type of setting for a concert that allowed Something like that to happen. I, I just listened stuff like that that happens at live concerts. Like you just can't, you can't replicate moments like that. Yeah. And they have a live album that's on Spotify that I was just listening to today, and I think it was them playing in Santiago, Chile, from like 2012. Um, all these facts are, you know, not important, but um, yeah. they were doing. Uh, she started singing the beginning of it. Must have been love. 
And then the audience all just chimed in and started singing it with her, like within the first four or five words that she sang. And she just let them sing. And they sang the whole first like part of the song. And you can hear it clearly. Yeah, you could just hear them. And they were all singing it. And she just dropped out and let them sing it. I mean, what a like, wow. That was just, I love stuff like that. Like what a magical thing. Like when Queen uh, in in the movie, when the whole, you know, when the audience is singing along with Love of My Life, you know, like such a powerful moment just to have the audience singing your song back to you. I mean, I don't know. I just love stuff like that. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that, yeah, as a performer, that's just one of those things you get to experience where when somebody really knows your song or really attaches to your music, it's like, wow, it's amazing. But I nuts. Uh, I'm so happy that you played that. Song. Yeah. Yes. Did they seem, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, we've never really talked about it, but I assume yeah. they just seem like, I assume they were just like super cool. They people. were super like, down to earth. I yeah. really want to show you that CD. It's around here somewhere. Yeah. And I was in such a hurry to play it because that the whole signing thing happened at the end. And like I said, I, I think it was because whoever would have been in charge of me at that point wasn't around. So I didn't really get in trouble or anything, but I ran out to my, I had an 85 Caprice classic. That was my car at the time. And I had installed, um, an Alpine CD player. And so I went out like right away to play, to play the album after the show, but the marker hadn't dried. Ah! So there's, you know, that one little part where there's a ring of it where they signed it, but it was because I was in such a hurry to play it back. So it was like the rule you weren't, I'm assuming you weren't supposed to like fanboy out, but yeah, there wasn't even a word for it. I guess it was just be like, Hey, don't be a tool. Like, okay. Yeah. And I was just so excited to embarrass the radio. And then, yeah, at some point I, I was able to get, backstage and i got that picture with them and it was very similar to my experience when i met weird al for the first time where it was all on film so i was so paranoid just because of how my brain works that like something was going to happen to the film it might have been three pictures on the the on the roll but i took it into a one hour place which was probably a terrible (laughs) idea but i just wanted them developed right away and uh yeah it was so cool oh my gosh anyway (laughs) hilarious uh i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to to my thing but it's not as it's not as well known uh and i thought about playing something else but like i had a couple different options but i thought that maybe you guys might enjoy hearing something that you haven't heard before this is a very 90s group. You may know them. I don't, I don't know if you do unless you heard me talk about them. But uh, I guess I'm going to let the, the song Dude's speak talking. for itself. Right. Yeah, here we are. Come apart and you'll go blind 
some kind of light into your darkness. Close your eyes with what's not there. So I have a feeling that you know who that is. Uh, so I was sitting here like I thought it would come to me, but I know. But the you song, recognize it. But I don't know who it is, and I don't know the name of the song. Does and I know I've heard it so many times. Did I before. tell? Have I talked to you about them? You, have you heard it? No, you probably have, but I forgot because I, I recognize the song. I don't know who it is. Don't know the name of the song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, for, it was one of those things that for some reason I just stumbled upon it and like I knew the song. Yeah. I, I was aware of it, but it was just like a very faint memory. And then I just, it was one of those nights I'm sitting at my computer and I'm like, this is an album that I just want to listen to all the way through because I found the album and I saw that that song was number one. And I'm like, while we're here, let's just listen to the rest of it. And it's just fucking great it's Maisie star oh, Ooh. Yeah. and uh, I, I like for a short while there i was just like obsessed mm-hmm. with this album yeah. and the sound and especially if you listen to it on headphones and you can just get like absorbed into the music and I, it doesn't hurt if you want to be on some drugs while you listen to it, but even without it, it's just so like whimsical. Yeah, it, it's and it, it was kind of funny when you played the song earlier, and I was like, it's kind of like a stoner rock yeah. song. That's kind of what I think about yeah. this. What it's just kind of like a what did they? Ne- the, what they call it is neo psychedelica, neo, and then like dream pop. Dream pop what, is another. Uh, what year did that come out? So that one, so tonight that I might see, came out in 1993. Yeah, and my God, yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. I love that album. And I, granted, each song is different, you know, and sounds different, but it has the same mm-hmm. feel throughout the album. And it's one of those things. Like I've actually got a story for both Suzanne Vega and Maisie Star, and both of them involve my mother. So one time we were driving back from, I want to say it was like Chicago or something, and it was a late night drive. And I played that retrospective album by Suzanne Vega. And while everybody else was in the vehicle with me, and my mom's like, How are you not falling asleep to this shit? And she, you know, she just doesn't get what I'm what I'm into. And so that was the Suzanne Vega one. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just like it. Deal with it. If you want to fall asleep, fucking fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so then we were at the bar and the, many years later. And so we're, I am, I'm installing the speakers for karaoke. And, and I was just playing this album over the speakers. And her and Logan were there, my brother. And she's like, 
do you want to kill yourself or what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going? Are you depressed? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, go in the other room if you don't want to listen to I'm it. Mellow. It's I don't, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's um, and I missed the opportunity. I saw that a while back there was a a purple vinyl of of this, and I should have bought it when I saw it because now I can't find it anywhere for less than like. 70 bucks or something like that. I missed the opportunity and I would have loved to have it on vinyl, but I'm not sure I want to pay that much. You know, that's a thing when you're just a lover of music and you know that it's on Spotify, but I would just really love to have this tangible item. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I can't say enough good things about that song and that album, even though I've just kind of come to it in the last, year or two it might have been two years ago that i that i dove into that one but yeah. i did get it on cassette i was Ooh. i was happy to find the the original Ooh. og release of the nice. cassette i feel like that song pops up like every now and then and i'll hear it and i'll be like oh yeah that song and then i i find out who it is yeah and then i'm like oh yeah it's that song and then you know two years later i hear it again and i'm like who's this i know this mm-hmm. song you know it's like that always happens to me but yeah, I feel like that was one of those that always was on like '90s playlists mm-hmm. and stuff, and um, I think it's very like kind of cinematic. Like, I think yeah, it's got yeah. like a, a song that would work really well in like a movie or something. Yeah, you know? and it's probably been in a movie. I don't know, but yeah. I, I mean, I feel like somebody could have like thrown that in some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, time when somebody was being really, you know, I don't know, melancholy or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and they, yeah. the band was just kind of like put together it's not like they all knew each other or anything yeah. like that as as far as i know i, I could be wrong but um yeah. the the main composer uh who, who also played guitar keyboard and piano um was david roback and he he passed away in 2020 which so i'm guessing i i feel like they were out mm-hmm. doing some touring before 2020 and yeah uh, it would have been great to see him, but I yeah. I think I just missed my opportunity. And the uh, the lead singer, and who also plays acoustic guitar, harmonica, and organ percussion, is uh, Hope Sandoval. Hope Sandoval. Yeah, okay. and I I don't know if you can like one hundred percent fall in love with someone's voice. But I've done that with her, if that if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know anything about her, but I can listen to her fucking sing anything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's um, it's kind of countryish too, you know. Yeah. It's almost got like yeah. It seems like something that might be played at Hinterland or something. Just like very yeah, uh, alternative. And, Are yeah. you talking about drugs, Joe? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, are you ready? Let's do okay. This is going to be terrible. This is our on. last song. This is going to be so terrible. Somebody won. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not too far off. Uh, last chance to change it, I guess. Because uh, we don't we don't know what you're going to play. Again, I don't really know the band, but I have a connection to this song, and that's kind of what... what it's, it's going to be so goofy to end on, but... <laughs> Because you guys dug deep on like a blast. Co- oh, all right, all right. It's okay, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> Sugar. This is a great oh, song to end on. You are my candy girl. 
Song starting with the chorus. Yes, right. <laughs> you and know what I mean. That's yeah. by the Archies. I don't know anything that about was the, the Archies. Archies. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's it sounds so goofy, but for some reason, when I was growing up and I was with my cousins, this was like an. Ins- I don't know how this became the thing, but like we would be camping and we'd go walking in the woods. We'd be at ledges. We'd be at like Little Wall Lake. Yeah. And we'd just be walking around, and all of a sudden we'd be a sugar. Do, 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 <laughs> That's do. awesome. And we would just like it just became an inside it, joke, and and it just kind of kept us together. I don't know if it's the simplicity of it, yeah. but it's like everybody knows all the words, yeah. you know. And yeah. it's in all these diabetic commercials forever, <laughs> you know. It's like sugar. Do, 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 do. That's great. So that's really all I got, but it's just like you know, it's just I that had was that, a good one. I had a connection to this song there, you know. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's that's another like classic yeah. '70s song. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's from the '70s, huh? I think so, right? Okay, I think sure. so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't it on like wasn't it on the uh, Guardian soundtrack? Oh, that's right. I think it was. I think it was. I think that was. I just hit my microphone. I think it was. Uh, I thought yeah. so. Anyway, I'm getting there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah, and Spirit in the Sky might have been too. Actually, yeah. Uh, but anyway, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just like it's just like a simple. You just like, ruined Joe's formula. The, well, He's so sorry. Actually, no, just no, going that, through that. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts because like those, I, those two songs and Fat Boy Slim were all on. <laughs> yeah, were all on the sound. I, I googled Sugar and Archie's, and then it comes up with like this this cartoon Singer. that looks like yeah. Scooby Doo or something like oh, that. That's fantastic. Yeah, the Archie's. All right, here it is. When did that come out? Um, that's one of 1969 because it, it, it feels kind of 60s yeah. too so that yeah. makes sense it was right on the cusp there. yeah yeah and then uh yeah see spirit in the sky year that was probably 70s in the sky i thought so i thought i said it was set. so i could just be wrong i said but both it feels of those like were, it. i said both of those were 70s nah, that, that they were. we could practically oh, call that 1969 they're both yeah. 69 yes huh. okay. which one there both of, of sugar oh, and spirit nice. in the sky that's funny. What? But one sounds a little bit more seventies. That one definitely yeah. sounds more seventies. What yeah. the heck? All right. But it's mostly that the guitar yeah. sounds in it. I need to make and the and and sugar just sounds it's like more poppy. It's just like a perfect it's like a perfect <laughs> yeah. one of those like AM pop songs yeah. from like yesteryear, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's <laughs> just like once again, that's another song though. Yeah. Like if you hear the music, you're just like, I know this song. Well, here we go. Like, I know it. We're singing it. Yeah. Crank it to eleven. There right. we go. 
blow another speaker in. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was a great song. I get that reference. I ain't got, ain't got much to lose. I could, I, there's my karaoke song. There you go. I've seen better days. I like that. Because it's true. Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So, I, yeah. I could have learned math, but instead I know that Citizen Kane sings so, that song. <laughs> my songs were kind of all over the place, and I didn't really know the bands. You guys yeah. knew the background. and like, Hey, know. there's always next time. <laughs> there always, always is. Next time. But I just think it's funny that that's kind of where now I Now that we're in person, we can do this more often. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. Um, I want to play. <laughs> there's a reason why I want I might as well talk into the microphone since I bought it. <laughs> Uh, there's a reason why I'm going to play the song, but there's also another reason. So this is one of the songs. Oh, I just did that thing, Joe. The I did it. Oh no! Oh no! I'm that falling was, victim. Never mind. The, the dude that uh, th- this is a story. We were talking about this off the air, but we were at a we were at a funeral recently, and the person that was officiating. What do you call that? Pastor. Like yeah, yeah, that was that was running the funeral. Yeah, every sentence. Mm-hmm. Like but, between everyone that he did, I've heard, people, and it was way, I know people that do that. And I told like, I I told Joe I wanted to text him during the exact, yes during the 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 ceremony yeah ceremony whatever it's called and uh, say something. I'm like nah, that's too big of a dick thing to do here. So I told him about but, it afterwards. Yeah. and then yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you told me. I'm like I didn't catch it. And then uh, our friend Mary Olive actually found like there was a live stream of it and she posted it to her page so i'm scrolling through i'm like oh there's there's the ceremony and uh i clicked on it and then i heard the pastor just like jackie was it was like no (laughs) there it is like oh no so we used to have this guy that the vocal tics like always stick out in my head like we used to have this guy that used to come and talk to us in school about like drugs or saying no to drugs or something dare yeah something like (laughs) that and he would always he would be like yeah so you know make sure you don't smoke a bowl okay (laughs) and he would always say okay okay, like underneath what he was saying it was borderline okay yeah like don't don't snort that don't snort that line off that stripper's ass okay <laughs> wink wink yeah, yeah. so weird <laughs> yeah so that's that made me oh think my of. god <laughs> <laughs> do we do anything like that or do we talk fairly not ridiculous uh no you guys don't do anything like okay good no like i've listened to your podcast yeah. like a lot and no i've never heard you guys do anything like that yeah. i do i do anything like that no 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 you're good Okay. Nothing like that. You're you're very I'm clear. To think if I know anybody really well that does something like that, I don't know. We should we call could, them we out. Them. If we, <laughs> we should out them right now <laughs> and make fun of them. Uh, so okay. So there's there's two reasons that I'm going to play this uh, on our way out. The first reason, well, there's three reasons. One is because it's funny. Second reason is because I was actually going to use this as one of my songs. So I'm going to start it. Ooh. Oh yeah. Groovy. Now we've we've talked about Prince, yeah, and all of that. Yeah, this is groovy, man. Dougie gonna be there, but you got to call him. Even the soldiers. I finally bought it, Sam. I finally bought it. So I now have in my possession because I was up at Electric Fetus. Yes, and they assured me that it's not for a lack of wanting the album, but it was on clearance for uh, or sale. It wasn't clearance. Yeah, let's be clear. 
Prince's Musicology was on sale for $24.99. In Minneapolis. How about it? Now, because we are back in the studio with Sam, I wanted to get him something to commemorate his visit. Yeah. For, and I'm pretty sure your birthday is nowhere close. So fuck it. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Record store day drop. Whoa, whoa, what's this? Yeah, buddy. Show it to the camera. <laughs> That's not ex- Speak this. it to the Woo! camera. Yeah, so this is the truth. This is, um, yeah, his new record store day album that came out. Dude. Yeah, man. To wow. get this for me. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah. I read about this and I was just like, oh, cool. Um, I hope it's awesome. So- but I didn't. But I, yeah, I was just like, oh, I, that's cool that that's coming out. But I, when records come out on Record Store Day, I'm always like, oh, I'm not going to get those because like a million people are going to hear about mm-hmm. it and they're going to get them. And I'm always, you know, I'm not going to go. Um, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I could go, but yeah, I'm always just like, oh, those are probably special albums I won't get because they only print like uh, so many, so many, many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and certain ones they do print more. I I don't think that this one was so crazy that you're going to see him selling for a hundred bucks on eBay or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But but uh, it was a pretty popular one. So because yeah, I went man. there with Kara, I'm able to get two of things. And uh, that was one of the things I was able to get yes. two of. And you would appreciate this because in line, uh, I w- was like the fourth or whatever person in line at uh, it was Jay's CD and and Hobby, the one on South East 14th or yeah, whatever in Des Moines. And yeah, it was a trek. No, I know that there. place. But it, I thought I was going one place. And then my buddy that was there found out that they didn't have what I was looking for. And uh, not this one, but but a different record I was looking for. So I went there instead and it worked out. There was really cool people waiting in line with me. And I'm kind of bummed that I'm not going to be at that place because it sounded like all those same people were going to be there again for the next drop that's coming up on the 17th, which also happens to be Pokemon Go Fest Day, uh-huh. which is going to be it's going to be weird. We're going to be in San Francisco for it. So I've got to try to balance all this shit on the same day. I don't I don't know how it's going to go. go. But anyway. We were in line, and it was a uh, 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 one dude, and then another dude, and his daughter was with him. She was, I think that she was just graduating high school, but it was very similar to just me and Kara sitting there. And we started talking about different things people were going for, and we got on the topic of Prince. And then this other dude showed up, and and his wife, and we talked about Prince. For like an hour and a half. Damn, it yeah. was great, and and I loved the one dude that was there with his daughter because he was telling me like how much he loved musicology. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you. There you go. Somebody else out there. Just <laughs> and it was must have been just timing or something, but uh, it. I had a great time, and uh, I knew that you would appreciate it. Yeah, so, thank you there so much. Is. No, yeah, this man. is awesome. Uh, yeah, and this is like. Similar to his uh, cover for the Gold Experience, mm-hmm. um, that album. So yeah, very very cool. Um, I haven't cracked mine open yet. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you I got have it. To, yeah, I have to listen to that. Watch um, it be like secretly signed on the inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, I mean, what? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't 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 overthink it. How that would happen? Uh, 
It's a little strange. Like, score! <laughs> hey, you know, musicology, you it's, know. it's, you know. Prince was majestic. Right. Yeah. It could have happened. It could happen. But this dude that that he said that he, he enjoyed this album. And, yeah. Uh, he was like, yeah, I play it at home from time to time. And his daughter's like, all the time. Like, nah. like basically, that's nah. the one that he plays really all the funny. time. But he he got to see Prince live uh, a couple times. And I guess there was one of the concerts. Oh, I forget which one it was that he told me. Ugh, I should have got their like contact info to just to yeah. stay in contact with this dude. But um, yeah. he said that there was a thing at one of the shows that there was like a meet and greet afterwards or like a q a or something Ooh. and so we got to meet him and oh i was like tell me more come on dude like, my god uh, but it was just really cool and then yeah this this other dude showed up and he was a huge prince fan so then it's like we had already had our prince talk but then he showed up and like, so we just got into it again hey you guys like prince yeah, yeah. like um yeah and yeah. then and then before the doors opened some dude like I, like 30 people back showed up wearing the symbol oh, shirt oh and we're just like sorry bro I don't uh, think there's gonna be a record left for you because there was only like five or something like this at yeah. that location like, and it was like eh, I don't think anybody's gonna not buy it just so you could get it but so were anyway, there any yeah. Doors fans there because you said before the Doors opened and uh-huh. I just wonder oh and then the Doors opened for Prince and it was a whole thing it was a uh, said nobody ever my god damn who would have thought people in Minneapolis? I know, right? Big fans. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta get to Paisley Park. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah now's the time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm starving. I don't yeah. know about you guys, food. but <laughs> but we need food. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for thank tuning you. in, and uh, we'll be back real we'll soon. We'll see you. Bye bye. Don't you hear this old school joint? Don't you ever touch my stereo.